Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Out now from DC Comics, it's Dead Man Tells the Spooky Tales. Franco of Superman Adventures... Oh Yeah Comics and Tiny Titans fame presents 15 tales narrated by Dead Man himself, Boston Brand, that will shock and delight horror fans of all ages. 15 stories created by Franco and 15 amazing artists presenting bold art and great storytelling. This is a great present for the fall and holiday seasons to young readers or to share with your children at nighttime story time. The book is out now from DC Comics. It's Dead Man Tells the Spooky Tales. Pick up your copy online or your favorite comic store today. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we've been away for a while, but we're back with a brand new Trek Watch and a week in review on uh, sci-fi TV and film. And, of course, we'll uh, do a little bit of catch-up because it has been a couple of weeks. John Suntra's here. Franco is here. Uh, he's got his microphone off. Mitch is here. And uh, Wayne is here. Hey. Hey. Your, your, your microphone's still off, Francis. He's deaf. <laughs> Uh, we just gave you a whole new. Are you doing that on purpose, dumbass? Yes, you are. <laughs> you must be. So I want to know what you thought of the commercial, man. I just played your commercial. All right, Frank. Frank oh, wow. He got booted. No, he didn't get booted, but. He's... Oh, he's back. Black Maybe. Adam. There we go. Let's see if he's okay now. <laughs> Oh, no, right. I think he's frozen in That's, carbon. Oh, hello? Yeah, there you go. Can you hear me? On the audio, but all right. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can hear you. What now? You? you can hear me? Yes. I was going to say, I was saying that was my favorite commercial you ever ran on Word Balloon ever. Yeah. Hey, man. We tried. Yeah. Right. A nice one for you. We're going to break in the middle for uh, Fantastic Four Alex Ross because uh, they're still paying the bills as well. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, guys, we got to catch up and we should start with Star Trek because. Now do we get the uh, debut of Prodigy last week, but we got the wrap-up to Lower Decks, and uh, everybody caught up on uh, both shows? Yes. Uh, not Prodigy, but the other stuff, okay. yeah. All right. Man, I'll tell you, uh, I, I won't spoil it for you, Mitch, but Prodigy, I thought, had a great start. Wayne and I were talking about it yeah. off the People, air. Uh, like, yeah, I was at the airport uh, in Toronto when we were talking about it. And uh, you catch up with uh, two episodes tomorrow. So that's cool. Well, let's start with Lower Decks then. Um, you know, they wrapped up their season. And I I'll honestly say, because you guys know I've been a harsh critic, uh, I think this season was a vast improvement. There were more episodes I liked rather than that I didn't like. And uh, I thought it was a good final episode. I was surprised there was no cliffhanger per se as far as the final episode. 
but there are a couple uh, leftover questions that will carry over likely mm -hmm. to next season and everything. But uh, no, I thought it ended well. And again, I think they've fixed a lot of the things I didn't like about it. Thoughts? I think yeah, it, was I tele agree. it was telegraphed, though, that you knew that the archaeologist was going to come back and the Mariner thing. Everything. But you know, you know what? Yeah, so, me what? so what? what? What exactly did she do with that reporter? She's like, she told everything. And then, then everybody was so pissed at her that she, she ran off and, you know. Well, they, because they expected her to be the one to tell all the bad stories mm. about what's on what happened on the Cerritos. But she didn't say anything that was bad. That's the thing, is that she was actually the only one that said all the good stuff about what it is to be in Starfleet and on the Cerritos. Right. Well, it's and then they were, gonna, they were gonna wipe out all the California class ships. I was like, really? That's just well, strange. the evil, evil admiral. I mean, that's okay. The that's evil a, admiral. Yeah, that's a that's a common Star Trek trope. I didn't mind that. That's okay. It's like the guy who uh, was uh, Riker's captain on the Pegasus and created the Federation cloaking device and everything against uh, treaty rules and everything. I mean, no, it's all right. Or the guy, the other guy, uh, the other admiral that uh, was uh, on the side of the Cardassians when uh, Bajor was coming out of the occupation when we first meet Ensign Rowe. Ted Danson, when he, when he, you know, he, he turned Orville. against Yorville. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Right, right. Sorry. Wrong Star Trek show. Sorry. Yeah, close, yeah, same same trope. No, you're not wrong. Insurrection. Um, oh, God. Oh, they're Andy, really Andy Zerby. Yes. I love that guy. Always a bad guy. Never never your next door neighbor that's re ready to, uh, you know, loan you a garden hose or something, Anthony. No, he's, he's, he's got always people. Always fucked people. up eyebrows. He's Greek, yes. you know. You got to watch out for those guys. That's what I, I heard. heard. The Greeks. Watch out for those. The Greeks. So. But I, no, honestly, and also, um, I, you know, I, I've been talking about it with other friends that watch. Uh, I uh, oh yeah, doubt agrees. Uh, Star Trek Five. There you go. So yeah, um, the uh, what was I going to say? The uh, uh, I don't even remember my point. That shows you how how insignificant it was. Well, that they turned the corner and they're actually writing good yeah. stories that yes. they're not solely focusing on Mariner. Yes, but mm -hmm. they're focusing on the other characters. And giving yes. them a lot more to uh, bring out their characters, uh, like Zax with a uh, with the baby bear stuff with uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, three it's seasons. three seasons. Well, well, and that's yeah, but you know, honestly, Mitch, that's okay. Um, you know, but I was thinking about that too. I was thinking about that if that was on on TV in the old days, mm -hmm. I don't think it would have lasted three seasons. It wouldn't. Have, it, they wouldn't have let it run as long, and it probably would have been canceled out before then. I agree. So, you know, maybe maybe they're playing with uh, their their streaming. Um, well, that's Francis. Ooh. You hit the nail on the head. It's a different world, and when we talk about a different show, I want to get into that uh, because yeah, I, it's not just over the air numbers. It is how's it doing on streaming and streaming, much like um, basic cable shows like FX shows are given more air to breathe than if you just debut on the traditional four over-the-air networks. And that's good. Mm. You know, Supergirl got a great reprieve years ago when it went from CBS to CW. And, you know, if it stayed on CBS, it probably we probably would have only had one season instead of the six that we got on the CW and stuff. And, mm. you know, so I think, I, again, I think with streaming, there's a lot more allowances. Think of all the shows that were on either basic cable or network that then jumped to 
Netflix or other streamers and got another couple seasons out of it. Because it's animated, I wonder how fast the reactionary time is. Like they knew that they got a lot of heat from the first season and the second season, besides us bitching about it. But do you think they already have like a roadmap? Because they got to animate this like what, almost like 10 months ahead of time before they even. I don't know how quick well, it but is. Also, nowadays, but, you're right. But also, yeah. as you know, it was already greenlit for a second season when the first season was still running. And actually, I don't know, Mitch. I kind of think we're the exceptions. I think most people do like Lower Decks and just mm. liked it because it was light and funny. Or they thought it was funny. We didn't think it was that funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but again, at least it found its footing. It corrected. Any show that manages as quickly – well, compare Lower Decks to Discovery, which I think is still – its own worst enemy. Um, and yeah, no, like Wayne said earlier and stuff, I think they, they, the characters have developed the, the main four have developed more. And also they moved away from, Oh, well, you know, the, the, the regular bridge crew is dealing with the typical kind of Star Trek calamity. And their problem is, you know, they want to get Romulan ale and they don't know where to buy Romulan ale and stuff. So mm -hmm. we're getting, uh, almost a conflicting B story. And it's like, no, that's I'm kind of glad they threw that away, and we're getting more story integration with the bridge crew and the and the lower decks uh, people and stuff. I think it's much better. I'm, I'm wondering how much um, non advertising they do because something interesting happened over the weekend. I read like a, an interview with Henry Selig, the director of Nightmare Before Christmas, and how he's a little upset. Not upset, but he wishes he's gotten more credit because like. You know, three weeks before Nightmare Before Christmas came out, they slapped Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas on it because, right, uh, yeah. you know, the success he was having with those other movies. So Henry Seelig just came out with a movie and it was on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And it's, from what I understand, it's really, really good. Written and produced by Jordan Peele uh, and directed by Selig. Um, but I've never heard of this movie until I came across that article in in one of my, you know, my uh, uh, cartoon sci-fi jaunts uh but i i haven't seen that movie being advertised outside of things i haven't really seen lower decks being advertised outside of like comic-con or something like that um so i wonder you know where their audience is coming from are people already on the streaming service and they're watching this stuff or because not everybody has paramount not everybody has peacock not everybody has right. these other things so i'm wondering how well they're actually what numbers are actually doing and we'll never find out because they won't. They won't, they won't. unless unless they're incredibly amazing. I, I you know don't don't count on the numbers ever being released. But I do think that there is that built-in Star Trek audience that jumped at Paramount Plus and even All Access CBS when they were first created. So yeah, I do think it is within the Star Trek community uh, that the positive and negative stuff is coming from. But um. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Was the, the Nightmare Before Christmas movie, is this that prequel that they've been talking about, or is it a different, completely different idea that this guy directed and Jordan Peele produced? No, this is a, this is a different idea altogether. Right. It has nothing to do with okay. Nightmare Before Christmas. It was just the same director, and they were asking yeah. him about, you know, because Tim Burton gets all the credit for of course. Nightmare Before mm -hmm. Christmas, yeah. but Selig directed it. So, I, I mean, yeah. You know, you know, it's interesting you said that about how, who's watching it. I think we said it before, you know how like Disney doesn't put any of their shows out on Blu-ray or DVD and stuff, but yet I've seen Discovery because Ordway doesn't have Paramount Plus, and he says, oh, I just bought season four of whatever Discovery, and my sure. daughter and I watched it. And I go, you buy that? He goes, yeah, it's like 30 bucks. And I go, 
Well, if you consider how much you pay every month for Paramount over the year, if you just want to buy, but then Lower Decks came out too. And I'm like, oh, see, they are making it available to people outside of the subscribers because they know there's a big Star Trek audience there as opposed to the Marvel. Disney who can afford it. Yeah, and as opposed to Disney, which were like, no, we're not giving away Star Wars or Marvel. You got to subscribe to us because we want the numbers and stuff. So, yeah, maybe they're doing a whole different approach. Is nothing like Mandalorian Blu-rays aren't available or anything? No, really no. interesting. Nothing from Disney. Wow. Was it the Mandalorian? I think just just uh, released or or going to no. be released or no? What they they put out? Oddly enough, they put out the Boba Book Fett. Of Bo- That's Book what they of did. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. It, was, it yeah. was at Walmart and it was like a Blu-ray, not a Blu-ray. It was a regular DVD. It wasn't even a Blu-ray. I'm like, what the hell? But wow. they never did the Mandalorian season one and two. They never did any of the Marvel. Because nobody outside uh, of Disney Plus knows what the Mandalorian is, probably. Right, but they know what Boba Fett is because it's been around for so long. Don't you think, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but I would think, given the positive feedback that the Mandalorian has had since day one, that the word is out. Again, you would think, yeah. Yeah, you can't access it unless you have Disney Plus. But I bet people, I mean, good Lord, that, hell, even that trailer and the fact that, you know, the Mandalorian's armor and Boba Fett's. Armor are so similar and everything. Yeah, like and, and it's weird within within the Boba Fett show they did like two or three episodes of, of uh, the yeah, Mandalorian. So yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well, anyway, anyway back, to, back, to back to Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, obviously no. another here. Oh, uh, Doubt has a comment, and Doubt says I'm part of the Disney Movie Club, Columbia House like movie club. Disney never released any of the Disney Plus shows on either DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, on their catalog for the Disney Movie Club. And he says, outside of comics in the Paramount Streamer and the Star Trek and Paramount YouTube channels, I honestly never see anything about Lower Decks. Yeah. That's right. And, of course, Wayne uh, sampled the IDW uh, Lower Decks comic. I, in the meantime, have uh, had the opportunity to talk to uh, Jackson Lansing, who, with Colin Kelly, is writing the brand-new IDW um, regular Star Trek comic. And I even hear I got a cover somewhere. Stand by. Oh, the Deep Space Nine one that came out last yeah. week. I, I yeah. picked that. I picked that up today. Here's the alternate cover yeah. as a yeah. as a regular cover. That's the one I got. And uh, here, here's the like you can see a uh, couple callbacks and not just Cisco, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, Crusher and Data. Guys, I'm telling you, and I, this is really I think beyond talking to Jackson, uh, it's a great comic. I mean, Jackson and Allen, they get it. They get it so well. It's Without spoiling too much, it's Cisco three years after the last Deep Space Nine episode. He comes out of the wormhole, and uh, the prophets have given him a message that once he became corporeal, he doesn't remember it quite well. Kind of like Quantum Leap, the Swiss cheese memory. Uh, But essentially, all the higher beings of Star Trek are dying. And um, Apollo gets a callback just in conversation and um, the crystalline entities make an appearance, and the prophets themselves. And it's kind of like Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, and the God Killer comic, that there's some sort of alien race or being that mm-hmm. is killing the gods of Star Trek and stuff. That's the general thing. And Cisco needs a ship, and he goes to Picard. Great scene. And uh, Picard's like, well, yes, but uh, I get to choose part of your crew, and that's why uh, Data and Crusher. Oh, who made him boss? Exactly. Well, it's funny because uh, that, uh, that's exactly what Picard says. Picard's like, why are you coming to me? And he's like, because you carry weight with the brass. 
and I'm just out of the wormhole. And Picard's like, yes, you are just out of the wormhole. We're not sure you're human anymore. And, oh, you know, snap. Yeah. So, well, and also, <laughs> very nice, Francis. Uh, no, it's, you know, he's like, hey, you know, you didn't like me when you took over Deep Space Nine. So why should I trust you now? And it's it's very, honestly, you hear their voices. There are other surprises. Mitch, you read it? No, I bought it today. Okay, I haven't read and it I yet. You'll, uh, I wait. I can't wait until I will read next it. Week. Yeah. yeah, somebody actually came in the shop today looking for the lower decks comic. I was like, oh, get out! And they said we didn't order it. We didn't think anybody wanted. It. I go, I know a guy who bought it. Go get it. They, well, Dow, there's, there's, no issue, there's no issue too, though, right? Because I was trying to tell them I think it was a one shot. No, wrong. No, no, no. It's an ongoing series. Oh, is it series? really? Oh. And, and further, it's going to lead to. Another series. Hold on. Wesley uh, also said he enjoyed the comic. He also picked up the David Aja cover as well as the mm. A cover and doubt liked it. And here I'll show you an image uh, that'll show you where it's going uh, because this was the teaser at the end of issue two for the cover or the cover for issue two that's at the end of issue one. Wham! Oh, who's that guy? It's, I don't know. It's one it's of familiar. those, uh, what do you call it? Kardashian. K.K. Woodward. Yeah, no. Woodward painting, absolutely. Cardassian, yeah. Yes, for my audio audience, it is Worf shaking hands with oh. Francisco because oh. it's going to lead to in February of 2023 another Star Trek comic called Star Trek Defiant, and my buddy Chris Cantwell is writing that book, and I'm talking to him on Friday afternoon on Word Balloon Live. Mm. So we'll get more. They at New York, they've already teased who is on Worf's crew. Uh, it's, I'm telling you, these guys get it. And I know Jesus, every time I talk to Chris, he is surrounded by his Star Trek action figures. And if you follow him on Twitter, half of his tweets are about Star Trek. He loves Star Trek. So nerd, nerd. The only thing about this, uh, last episode with lower decks that I thought they, um, tied up the Rutherford story too quickly. They should have prolonged it a bit. We didn't need to find out that it was the Admiral that was behind everything. Mm. So quickly, yeah. I would have, I would have liked a more involved mystery as well about Rutherford, but it is what it is. But we still have Boimler, uh, Boimler's double mm-hmm. joining uh, Section Thirty-One, yeah. and we still have all the uh, artificial intelligences uh, with Peanut Amper uh, planning the gang up. So that's going to probably play out next year. I, I really, I thought it was very. Uh, I, I like that Picard was funding the archaeologist. That yeah. was hilarious, absolutely. Oh. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean, again, I'm like, all right, this is cool. Yeah, is there's cool. some things like like the wrapping up of the Rutherford story quickly was something I could forgive because it was actually the episodes were good. So I'm like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. I, I'll let that one go. But uh, and, and the know. fact that he finally gets the chance to eject the warp core. Yeah. Yes, Jack's Te- tears in his eyes. <laughs> yes, that was again. That was funny. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it, but I'm like, all right, you know. I just said that angry face with the tear coming down his eye. That was great. He reminds me of uh, the old Hollywood actor Ward Bond, uh, who's in a million John Ford movies and was the uh, wagon master on the uh, early '60s uh, Western wagon train, and uh, quite the uh, quite the asshole apparently in in real life. But uh, whatever. He was friends with John Wayne. So. Oh, uh, Dowd says that California class ships versus the Texas class was fun and exciting. Sure. Mm. And I didn't even mind 
I've seen other people go, oh, once again, we've got uh, artificial intelligence and Star Trek, you know, being corrupted and whatever. And I'm like, I don't disagree, but it's a it's a recognizable trope. They handled it a hell of a lot better than Discovery did. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to blow my nose and turn my uh, microphone off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, good. Sex. Ooh, so, yeah, I, I, I yeah. cannot believe I'm saying that I'm liking Lower Decks. I, more than uh, the Orville. Oh, way more than. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. That was never in doubt, Wayne. That was never, ever in I, doubt. I will, I will admit. Uh, well, uh, you know, again, I won't spoil. I got to say I'm still enjoying Prodigy more than I am Lower Decks because it is the purest Star Trek show of good. all the Star Treks. Yep. It is really good. And again, wait. And uh, it's Mitch so far away from that. Star Trek. It's so what? It's so far away from other Star Trek. I mean, uh, physically removed from where Starfleet is and, and all that other stuff. Uh, That's fair. But uh, um, I'm loving it. I, yeah. I I watched that episode. Who didn't see it? Wayne? No, I, I didn't see it. Mitch didn't see it. Oh, come on, Mitch. What are you doing? I don't but, know. Uh, I thought it was still a kid's show. So It's good. You missed no, it. if, if, I mean, honestly, did you not watch the first half of the season? From I watched year? all of them last year. I haven't watched it since it's come okay. back. Okay. Because, yeah, man. I mean, honestly, it's it good. Gets- Mm-hmm. It gets deeper into the what happened to Chakotay mystery. You see a mm-hmm. lot more of Admiral Janeway, not mm-hmm. the not the uh, hologram, yeah, yeah. a real mm-hmm. Admiral Janeway. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I, I, I I'm I'm blown away at how adult in air quotes yep. the yeah. uh, the stories are for being a show that is on Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. John and I were talking about that when I was at the airport. I just can't believe that it's. It writes. It's a better show than Discovery. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, hands down, hands down. And, and like, if you look at it, it's not just for kids; it's for adults too. Yeah. But they write a better show than what Discovery could ever write. And Which, if you pure, watch it and pretend it's it's live action instead of uh, animated, yeah. yeah, it'll blow yeah, your mind, man. There, I and I think I told Wayne this. Rock the child actor and character. Well, it's not it's not her fault, the actress, but um. Rock is still like the child, the the mo- the youngest member of the cast, mm. and kind of talks like a ch- like a young child, and whatever it is, what it is, and ultimately it is still a kid show. But I like Dal, I like Gwen, um, I like the uh, the uh, Medusan, mm. and uh, you know uh, uh, the uh, Tellerite is a little one jokey a little bit, but. Um, other than that, no, I, I think Dal and Gwen are certainly... Yeah, but the fact that this has been on you know, one season or half a season so far, and we right. know all the characters rather than five years of Discovery? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a smarter story than it deserves to be. And that no. amazes me. And I keep no. telling... Yes, but no. It, it, deserves, it deserves it because it is such a good story. Yeah. But you're, you're right. right. Yep. But, yeah, mm. it's just... I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I, as we all love the original filmation cartoon of the original series. Yeah. Um, this is, I would even say, dare I say it, a little bit better, uh, and not as kitty as that show obviously was. But they, it's obvious the people that are writing it really, really get and love mm-hmm. Star Trek. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. And not just that they like Star Trek; that they like characterization. That yes. That they make characters that you want to follow. Is it yeah. more? Is it more adult than Lower Decks? Yes. yes. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, yeah. see, isn't, yeah, that, isn't uh, that weird? Isn't that weird? Because Lower Decks doesn't know 
who the hell their audience is. Right. And yeah, here, here I go. I'm watching the show, but in between the commercials, there's like, you know, what do you call those big water pistols? I'm like, this is aimed for children, yet it's got more an adult. Well, if theme. you watch it on Paramount, they only give you uh, different commercials. They won't, you won't get the kitty commercials. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, watch it on yeah. Paramount. The, uh, by the way, and also, like I always knock uh, Lower Decks for their obvious dialogue of friendship is magic BS of, well, we're out friends. Yeah. Prodigy just does it. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you, they yeah. just do it. These mm. kids like each other and are excited to be tangentially involved in the Federation and Starfleet. Mm-hmm. They want to be in Starfleet, and they're all working together because they have to. And and yeah, the they first half was their love for each other. The first half was a lot of setup for stuff, but man, sure. the setup is so good. Now it's it's starting to like you're starting to see some of the stuff from what they set up, and the story's so good, bitch. You got to watch yeah. it. All right, all right, I'll watch it. No, I'm very. I I mean, honestly. I mean, I am literally intrigued of where's this going? Mm. This mm-hmm. is very interesting. And the Chakotay mystery Chicote. continues to expand. Not just the Chakotay, the Protostar mystery. What's up with the show? Well, it ties. Well, everything, yeah. everything all together. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love I love that whole idea. Absolutely. Yep. yep. So yeah, Mitch, that's your assignment. All right, all right. If I up. if I endure Andor, I could watch this because Andor goes on for like 50 minutes, and I'm just like there's only five minutes of story here. But, you know. I gotta watch the last two episodes. I haven't seen those yet. Yeah, I have to confess, I have to watch this week's. So I haven't watched this week's <sighs> yet. But I, I, I don't know, man. I'm liking it more than you are, Mitch. I really no. Am. I like. There's parts of it I like because there's a thing going on with the work camp and all that, and that's interesting. And the characterizations are good, and the acting's good. But I'm just like they're just slapping this the word Star Wars on it. But it could be any. War story well, I or anything. I think that's the you know? idea, though. I yeah. think that's yeah, the idea. You know what it is? Because there's no aliens in it. There's none of that Star Wars universe going it's on. It's a rebel it, story. It's, it's a rebel story. Yeah, and I'm just like, wow, this is like a prison yeah, but, camp. Thing. But you are getting yeah. the Star Wars part with the uh, the, the Empire, uh, uh, with the Empire, and the yes. uh, yeah, the yeah. bureaucracy of the Empire. Yes. Oh God, yeah, I noticed that, and I like that. I mean, again, I feel, I, like a, I feel like I'm sitting at a faculty meeting every time. Oh, yeah, and that's what it feels like when I used to work at a corporation and it used to be like no one did anything. They just talked about You're doing stuff. About oh, and yeah. then they would have another committee well, and then we'd meet again next month. And nothing, I used to sit there and go, nothing's getting done. But we're like, it's, oh, it's yeah. like, uh, it's like uh, the Simpsons parody of the Phantom Menace when they yeah. got the Senate scene. Yeah. And they're just yeah. going by the, you know, the bylaws of the Senate and everything. And mm. I forget who says they're like, boring. But uh, no. yeah, it's you know it's no. I, I'm fascinated by it. I'll, I'll give I'll give you this. It gives Lucas's story such a broader uh, appeal or more significance because at the end of the show it says you know story by Tony Gilroy based on Star Wars by George Lucas. And remember when Marvel did the original Star Wars uh, sequels when the comics came out? They had no roadmap. They didn't know where anything was going. Right. And a lot of it was I think Roy Archie Goodwin wrote it. A lot of it was boring talk, 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 and intrigue and family squabbles between these two ruling houses. I was like, oh my God, this is fucking boring. I want to see something blow up. And then it took like the Empire Strikes Back to start like, oh no, we could have like an adventure or so. But they, uh, you know, it's a bigger, a, it's a bigger universe, you know. Dad had a final uh, lower or uh, prodigy point for a show of a cast of uh, kids running a ship. Uh, prodigy feels so, like a much better story than Discovery. Wow. Lower Decks and two seasons of Picard combined. 
Yeah. 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 Picard, Picard's got to be the biggest letdown of Star Trek in the last 10 well, years, I think. We'll see. Yeah. And we'll see. It's funny. I, I was watching yet another, uh, my, my buddies uh, who do serious Star Trek. Mm. And yeah, they, they said the same thing. It's like, man, what, what, uh, what I've been saying, what we've all been thinking, what a waste of two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. We'll and, see. And, and Patrick Stewart, you're like never going to get, I would have rather him just sit there on that damn farm or the vineyard and just talk about, you know, and, yes, and the old days. Days. yeah, the old days. And that would have been like more entertaining. Like or when Riker and him. Yeah. Remember when they just got together? Or if, like, Picard, or if Picard took the, ta- the same senility turn that professor X does in Logan. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, have him do, do like that. Um, uh, Chris Topher, before we get to the next show, asks, do we keep up with Doctor Who? I, do. I watched the last uh, Jody episode. I know Wayne did. I, I don't know if you guys did. I did. I you did? Yeah. Cool. If, if, they were, if they were all like that for the last couple of years, it would have been a good show. But unfortunately, it had to be one of the worst written Doctor Who seasons in, since she took over. The first yeah. season had one or two good episodes. But the rest were unwatchable. I literally no, I had them on my DVR. I couldn't sit through them for five minutes. I could. It's a shame because she's such a good actress that they did her disservice with yes. the poor writing and shitty quality productions. I mean, it's like, do you got any money or something? What the hell's going on? Well, they did a as far as Dalek budget, episode was so cheap, it looked like they filmed in my basement. I'm like, as far as budgets go, yeah. you're watching, as Wayne well knows, you are watching government-sponsored television. And so it won't have, uh, or at least uh, the previous iterations, including the good years of classic Doctor Who, never had good budgets. But that said, why you got to call Wayne out like that? I'm sorry. Why you got to call Wayne out like that? Yeah, Yeah. Canadian. Um, Yeah, Uh, but the good news is they uh, apparently are in a joint production deal with Mm -hmm. Disney, and so starting next year, uh, as far as American Doctor Who. Uh, we're not going to get it on BBC Merca anymore. We're going to get it on uh, Disney Plus, and mm. it sounds like it is truly a joint production. So maybe they'll get some. Are all the old Doctor Who's going to be on Disney as well? That's the big question. Okay, here's yeah. the problem with the joint production. They tried to do that with Torchwood, and it didn't work. Oh, and that Torchwood Showtime movie that sucked. Torchwood was so good, and then when they had that more they combined it when they combined with the the US. Oh, yeah. that just went right down. Wow. Yeah, but uh, again, oh, you got to call us out like more, that, Wayne. I have more faith in <laughs> I have more faith in Russell Davies coming back <laughs> than that. Um, he, was, he was on that Torchwood show. He produced and wrote that too. You're right about that. But, um, but again, I, yeah, I'm with. I mean, Children of Earth, the miniseries. I think was it oh. stars. Was it stars? Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was Peter Capaldi was on that one. That was a good one. And then they did another one where they came to America and they tried to like reboot it and stuff, and ugh, it was shit. Well, my then we'll see. I mean, do you, uh, Franco? Are you okay? Like, do you know the big twist at the end of uh, the new Doctor Who, the final uh, episode of Jody's? No, I'm still on the David Tennant Doctor Who. Can we? Can we spoil? Oh it? yeah, 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 yeah. Well, instead of becoming the brand new Doctor that they've already the actor they've already telegraphed and uh, shown pictures of, and we mm. all know he's going to be the next doctor. Uh, instead, oh. Jody, the doctor character is going to go from Jody to this person of color that's taking over. But in the meantime, and apparently for at least uh, a few episodes next year, uh, Jody turned into David Tennant. Mm-hmm. 
What? Why would you spoil that for me? What? And um, I think it's smart, given the bad feelings that a big majority of Doctor Who fans had about the Chris Chibnall era. And I think it spoon feeds them into the idea of a a new Doctor coming. It'll be interesting to see how they play it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's intriguing. And certainly to go back to who likely was the, the most favored doctor of uh, the Russell Davies and Stephen Moffat eras of doctor who and everything. It's a good idea to bring David Tennant back for a few episodes. It's in, it's, and we don't know why. And that's great. Yeah. That's a mystery. And unfortunately it's okay. See you in 13 months. Yeah. Yeah. No, next yeah. November. I was like, what? <laughs> I know. But again, it was a good, it was a good finale. I like well, the idea without spoiling in detail yeah. that so many of the former companions came back for full participation in the episode, mm-hmm. but also nice cameos yeah. uh, in the in the episode as well, kind of in the way that the 50th anniversary had Tom Baker for a second and everything, mm-hmm. you know. So I it was it I agree with everything Mitch said. It was a great finale, yeah. yeah. But what a waste of four years of lousy episodes. Was it really four years? Yeah. Holy crap. Jeez, now I'm even more pissed about that. Yeah. Wow. No. Wasted on You know what? Honestly, uh, I was talking to somebody at the store today. They were like, I can't believe I got to wait a whole of the year. Don't they realize people lose interest? I go, yeah. I mean, 13 months, next November, it'll be here soon, but it's a year away. It's when, you're tr- when you're trying to build a new audience, I it's agree. hard to do that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's good, but you got to come back next year. It's like well, you could, but much like uh, Star Trek prior to New Trek getting started, you've got 10, 11 seasons of uh, from uh, uh, Christopher um, Eccleston all the way to. Yeah, yeah, since uh, 2005. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scottish guy. Um, Peter Picaldi. Peter Picaldi. Yeah. yeah. So you've yeah. got all those reruns to kind of churn through. For the next year, my question is: BBC America is uh, losing Doctor Who when the yeah. new shit starts. Do they run the the stuff that they have for the next year, or do they abandon it and are like, "Well, it's you know, the hell with you." I, I would imagine the regular BBC and internationally that stuff will still be running. I honestly don't know though. I, really I don't know. know. Somebody asked me because I have BritBox on my Samsung network, and I have all the William Hartnell ones. Right, all you the got way the Right. Yeah, all the way up to Sylvester McCoy, and then right. it ends. Right. And no one has that Fox TV movie thing. I don't know where the hell that uh, is that's anymore. Okay. You're not and, and, and then, like you said, and HBO has all the Eccleton to, to up to Jody Whitaker on For HBO now. Max. For yeah. now. So it's weird. You can't put them all together on one network like they did with Star Trek on different Paramount. I mean, uh, different production deals. And yeah. speaking of which, and it answered our question because a month ago, we're all like, what the fuck happened to the 10 yeah, they're on Star HBO. Trek movies? Why are they gone? And now we know that uh, they're running on uh, HBO Max yeah. and they licensed them to HBO Max. So, And that happens to a lot of, uh, you know, this produ- this network or this movie studio owns a property, but they are uh, licensing it out to other streamers and stuff. Um, technically, the Rocky movies belong to MGM, which is now... Um, um, Amazon property, mm. and that's running at various, you know, AMC and HBO Max at them for a while and stuff. Oh, so, yeah. um, you know, it's that's you know, so yeah, they're they're making money off of licensing rather than their regular viewers, which is kind of lousy. 
Yeah, no, but all the James Bond movies were on HBO, but now they're all back on Amazon Prime because Amazon bought MGM. MGM. So I'm like, okay, but here's the weird thing. I went to watch Abbott and Costello me Frankenstein the other day, thinking it would be on for free on Peacock because that's a universal NBC thing. Was it? It was not. And I'm like, well, who had it? Nobody had it. I I had to go rent it for $3 off of it. But I'm just saying, who owns what nowadays? I'm like, I thought Universal is universal, but you're telling me it's like, well. Well, they do own it. It's just a question of are they licensing it somewhere or that month where nobody had it, maybe they're forcing you that month to, you know, if you really want to see it, to rent it or buy it. I don't know how Netflix is making money because they used to have a whole series on like everything, like but, Twilight Zone and all that. I yeah, don't know. But, what, but, but the only going. things, but the only things Netflix owned were the things they produced. They didn't own the Twilight Zone. They didn't own the Office. They didn't own uh, West Wing. All yeah. those shows that we got, all the Star Trek that we watched on Netflix, they didn't own them. They mm. licensed them. So that's why Netflix started, especially after the success of uh, House of Cards and Orange Is the New Black and a lot of other shows that mm. they make. It's like we got to make more of our own stuff. Because everyone saw the writing on the wall with streaming, and when these other studios have jumped in with their other streaming networks, that a day will come where they will control what networks show them or what streamers show them, Mm -hmm. and you better have your own content. And that's why Amazon bought the MGM library and the United Artists library. So Disney owns Fox now, so shouldn't all the Fox TV series be on either Hulu or Disney at this point? Like X-Files? Uh, oh, it's funny. Doubt says, for example, Disney should already have that Doctor Who oh, Fox okay. TV movie uh, with Paul McGann in that uh, Fox buyout. Disney should have that from the Fox Archives. Yeah, not everything from Fox is running on either Disney Plus yeah. or uh, Hulu. It yeah. could yeah. be you have to look at the contracts that were in play at Correct. the point of purchase. Yes. They have to wait till those contracts play out. That's uh-huh. right. And then everything right. can revert back. So there could be some, you know, uh, think of it. It's like uh, Michael Uslin. Uslin? Who uh, has the Batman rights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's on everything because well, of what he's paid for. But that's, right. as, a pro- that's as a producer. But I don't know again, if he necessarily no, no. controls. No, no, but still, it's it's called, like, it's again, it's the it's a rights thing with the contracts, depending uh-huh. on when do they finally revert back to the original owner. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because that's it, a different. It's a, a mess different out there, like as yeah. opposed to network and yeah. studio ownership. Yeah, because I, I, I was going to say because Planet of the Apes, I just saw they're going to because Bordis just posted he's now part of the cast of the new Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, they're making. Peter so I, d- I doubt that they're coming back for four, you know, seasons four. But with that said, I'm like, okay, where are all the Planet of the Apes movies? That's a Fox property. Is that right? On, Hulu or HBO? I don't even know where I, they are. I don't think they are. Aren't those yeah, Disney? They're on Disney. Well, yeah, technically it's Disney, but right. I don't Disney, know where they Disney are. Disney owns the assets, but I yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, a lot of a lot of Fox stuff they, they seem to be putting out on Hulu and stuff like that. Oh, well, okay. and that's and also trying to make Disney Plus a more family friendly channel. Mm. If there's something that's questionable, they might throw it on Hulu rather right. than Disney. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But if, also, is there any rumor? Because I, I thought I kind of tangent. Uh, is there any rumor to Netflix going to a um, uh, dropping episode by episode instead of dropping whole seasons? Yeah, I, I, heard heard something like well, that. That, uh, I think they'll rather the first move they're going to make is tighten the uh, people who share a, di- uh, a Netflix account 
they're going to, I think, crack down more on that first before they release things episodically. I hope they do go to episodic. I think it builds momentum. We talked mm-hmm. about it before. Yep. You know, when, they, when you drop a whole season after a week or two, it's yesterday's news. Mm-hmm. But when it's released episodically, you got a few months. This episode of Word Balloon is brought to you by Alex Ross Art. From Abrams and Marvel, it's Fantastic Four, full circle, written and illustrated by Alex Ross. It's a rainy night in Manhattan. Not a creature is stirring except for the thing, Ben Grimm. When an intruder suddenly appears inside the Baxter building, the Fantastic Four find themselves surrounded by a swarm of invading parasites. These creatures, composed of negative energy, come to Earth using a human host as a delivery system, but why? Fantastic Four has no choice but to journey into the negative zone. Great story, uh, great creator, as you know, Alex Ross. Uh, really excited for this project. He's been working on it for a really long time. And, uh, man, you are in for some spectacular images. And if you want to get a preview for this, all you need to do is go to Alex's website, alexrossart.com. It's there also, as always, amazing paintings, uh, sketches, lithographs, posters, every price point, epic images. You know the name. Check it out. AlexRussArt.com Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. God, you know what's crazy? And this is a good transition to talk about it. I was talking to, I was texting Cheggy today. And uh, he was telling me that he had to rush and see Black Adam this week because it was already being pulled from the theater. What? That lives near him. And I'm like, wow. And he goes, Two well, well, it's been a little more than two weeks, but no, you're right. no, two weeks. This is the okay. it just, yeah. It, this would it was be the, the number one year. movie for the second week in a row. Yeah, I don't get yeah. it. Hey, Langley's back. Oh, Langley. you know, you know what? They're, they're probably clearing the decks because next week's Black Panther, and that's going to be in like four thousand theaters. So it's like that's yeah. well, that's suspicion. probably why they they're pulling the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my suspicion. Good, wow. Langley. Good to see you. Uh, Langley sent me an email, if I didn't share it with you guys that he's been under the weather. And, uh, with with uh, something that's manageable, but not just a cold. And I hope uh, you're feeling better, Langley. Yeah, really. man. I hope so. I hope you're feeling better. You know, we all we all really like you, Langley, and we're glad that you're you're back. Ow. So, um, you know, um, and you oh, like you like Black Adam, didn't you? 
I don't I know. Did, why. Very much. Yeah, let's go around the horn. Um, I did. I, and I actually Chuck saw it today and he liked it too. Um, I'd give it three stars out of four. Oh, I agree with John. I, it's, I'd agree. It's an average I'd agree film. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that as well. Go for it, Mitch. I thought it was a 90s movie, like a superhero movie back ah. then. All explosions, very okay. little story. And then when I started really analyzing it, like, what's going on here? There was more plot holes in that thing than a Swiss cheese factory. I was like, what's going on here? He wakes up 5,000 years. He's immediately a fish out of water. He's like, oh, okay. You can speak English perfectly. You can speak yeah, English perfectly. And, a and, and, a man, and, and the funny thing is I had this fight with Ordway because I said, who the hell was that military group that was running the country? Were they working for Amanda Waller or she Inner suddenly gang. woke up? No, it's Inner, Inner, no, it was Inner Gang, right. So yeah. Jerry goes, oh, it's like when Iraq fell and they sent in Blackwater and it was like a group. I go, okay, you're getting too complicated here. What's going on? She's sitting back and not worried about it, Amanda Waller. And then suddenly she's like, oh, I better send in Hawkman and Dr. Fate. and all. Why didn't she help them out before? Black Adam woke up. What is this? Because it wasn't a problem. There was no superhero problem there. She can handle a military problem anytime she needs to. Yeah, and uh, oh, Langley wants to know, and we can we can all go around the horn on this. Uh, and before we do, I'll make a comment about what you said, Mitch, and I agree with you. He wants to know how the GSA was handled. They were mm. the only thing he was interested in. Um, before we get into that, I agree with you, Mitch, that he's been uh, Black Adam has been incapacitated for five thousand years. And he got very comfortable with slang, modern slang, and that—that's my small quibble. Uh, and uh, but I, uh, moving on to what Langley asked, I well, oh, it's interesting. They uh, should have done. They should have done a montage scene where he learns English. That's what I thought. Or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, but I kind of liked at the same time that it was a story taking place in the Middle East, but yeah. it wasn't a death to America country. I, I really appreciated that, and that the kid still loved uh, uh, DC Universe heroes, heroes yeah. and, and all the comics yeah. and all the all the stuff on his walls. Uh, but I, as far as the JSA, I liked it. A lot of people did. I thought I, I loved the JSA in this. I thought they handled it very well. Mm -hmm. I really what did. did. You it's think, just, Mitch? Well, it's okay, Mitch. Yeah, no, no, no. I, no, I was like it, the fact that here's what I was thinking. They wanted to probably do the Justice League, but because of all the nonsense with the Zack Snyder, they couldn't do that. So they said, okay, we can't use Batman. We're going to make Hawkman the new Batman with this massive mansion and all these. Why does Hawkman need a jet if he can well, fly? Thinking, here's here's okay. my thoughts on this. Here's my thoughts on this. So um, Black Adam is very much associated with the Justice Society, which is yes. why they did the Justice Society, not the Justice League. Because of the and also, yeah, and, and also, which... Uh, Hawkman is it because he's got all that, that tech. He's got all that tech and everything. So which Hawkman is it? And if I, you look at the emblem, yeah. all the emblems that's on the ship, that's the Silver Age Hawkman. That's the mm -hmm. Thanagarian. Mm -hmm. But was it because we started saying he had the nth medal? He, he his name I say is he the archaeologist one? Yeah, he is, is he the alien one? Well, but, uh, uh, but but the comics have combined it all. Yeah, it is all the same person, and he's been reincarnated mm -hmm. not just on Earth but interplanetary. And I love that about the Robert Vendetti Brian Hitch series to the point where there was a Katar Hall on Krypton as well. And now, so yeah. I think it can still all work. We don't know enough about Hawkman, yeah. and um, 
So, no, in fact, I really thought as much as everyone loved Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, he was amazing. I he loved him as Dr. Fate. Yeah. He was good, yeah. But I really liked uh, Hawkman. I, I, and I liked Adam Smasher and Cyclone as well. But I really, I, I thought I, it was good. It introduced four characters. It introduced the idea of the JSA. And mm. in subsequent movies, we'll get more. I was watching it, and I'm thinking, this is how they should have introduced the Justice League. They did these minor characters of Adam Smasher and Cyclone, mm. and they integrated them into the DC universe like so well Seriously. with this team. Yeah, with this team. They didn't have to give you a lot of information on them. They gave you some backstory. That's all you really need. Just they like were- Hawkeye in the Marvel movies, just like Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the they Marvel just show movies. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I thought it was and, really, really well done. And the movie is called Black Adam because some of you not right. enough Justice Society. It's like it's not a Justice Society movie. <laughs> yeah. It's no. a Black Adam movie. That's but I could tell you this: there was a lot of rewrites and a lot of editing going on there because. I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, what's going on? The one big problem I had, spoiler alert, is that village, that town, that country Can doesn't Candic doesn't write it, oh bloodshed, that's a whole other ugh. but anyway, they don't rise up to fight the human inner gang people, but when the fucking hordes of hell show up, <laughs> demons, zombies, they say, Hey, let's get a baseball bat and just knock them out and they all rally together. You gotta like, fight sometime. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna fight, fight some right on, on, on a skateboard, no less. And I'm like, why the hell? Yeah, that was a little much. Something? Yeah, that yeah. was a little much. And the kid well, was the kid was sitting right next to me. The actor, when, really? At the, oh yeah, we were at the premiere in New York with Ordway. We had The Rock. We had Pierce. Bra- everybody was there. So I'm like, hey, that's the. Oh look, he's right next to me. And Ordway's hitting me. Clap clap at the end of the movie. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't like it. He goes, it's it's an industry show. You have to clap. You can't sit there and go, I don't like it. Of course you say you like it. But uh, And the the Rock gets up there and goes, I've been working on this for 16 years and I'm thinking maybe 17 would have been better. But but the thing of it that kills me is Pierce Brosnan was standing right next to me in the lobby and I didn't recognize him from five minutes. And I'm like, that's how good of an actor he is. He he doesn't look anything like I remember James Bond. Of course, why it's been 20 years. His hair was all gray. And I'm like, that's that's James Bond. But uh, what did The Rock do? Oh, he said this. And this was bothering me. Oh, I grew up reading about Black Adam. I liked him because his skin color looked like mine and this and that. I go, look. The Rock's 50 years old. I'm 56. Black Adam was in like three or four stories, maybe, until like the crisis he showed up in there. There's no way that Black Adam was uh, The Rock's favorite character growing up. He wasn't in any comics in the 70s. He was in like well, they, two, well, two well, issues. They, maybe, he, maybe he read my they issues. Did, they did reprint the couple of uh, Fawcett appearances. Of he Black. was in one Fawcett appearance, and then he showed up in 1970s, uh, the Shazam comic that DC did. He okay. showed up in there, and then he okay. showed up in the Rich Buckler Superman versus uh, Shazam. Adam was in that, and then he showed up in the Crisis. He had because trust me, not that too. many appearances. He showed he up in mine. Well, he, all I know up is book. the Rock's reading I, your book. I love the way that's a good endorsement. Perhaps, perhaps uh, Rock not growing up, but maybe in the early aughts when they were using Black Adam in the JSA book and in stories like. Black Rain and things like that, or Dark mm-hmm. Rain. I forget what the arc yeah. was called, but he might have read those. And I love how Johns and James Robinson 
shifted Black Adam from being a full villain to an anti-hero, much like Namor. That depending on the cause, yeah. he's on the right side. And by the way, tomorrow night I'll be talking to Don Kramer, who drew that amazing JSA arc. And he I, was at I, he was at the premiere as well. I, know. I knew yeah. that. Yeah, he's uh, not. Uh, Don's like must have got lost to the mill. And he's coming to Trificon because and, we were we were at the uh, the the party with Jim Lee and everybody before the one that Franco wasn't at. Yeah, that's a grave injustice, uh, Francis. That because as I've said before. On, on Word Balloon, you and Artie and Mike Norton did an incredible Black oh, Adam story in uh, The Powers of Shazam. And I'm sorry that the current regime doesn't seem to remember that. That's okay. It happens. You okay. Know. So, so what did is Ordway, your... by the way, did Ordway use uh, uh, Black Adam in Powers of Shazam? His, yeah, he uh, did. He did. And that's, okay. he, he was well, on that the, was, he that was on 80s, the credits. 90s. That was 80s. That 90s. Was, it was 94. Okay. All right. Well, well that was still maybe, maybe the Rock read it then. You know, again, I mean, I I honestly don't know how deep the Rock's comic book history goes, but uh, mm. oh, here we go. Uh, more comments about it. Um, first of all, Doubt says, "I wonder if the JSA characters that are being used on Stargirl will not allowed to be used in Black." Oh, Adam. I'm maybe. guessing that to be true. Uh, Langley says, "I like how the villain is, is Sabic, which is same as the card game from uh, Star uh, Wars." Sabat. Yeah, Star Wars. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was a little too much at the at the end with the with the CGI villain. Did it feel, yes, it did. It felt like they wrote that story sixteen uh -huh. years ago, before all the new Marvel superhero movies and all the rest of them. I'm like, this is like an old, I don't know what to compare. Well, it to Act this. Three of of Black Adam reminded me in the negative ways that I didn't like Act Three of the first Wonder Woman movie. Yes, um, I appreciate that they use Sabak uh, or Sabak or however you say his name. But um, it it just felt like all right. Here's another big CGI bad guy that I've seen already a million times, and I'm I'm getting tired. Um, oh, by the way, uh, doubt says when the John CSA book came out, Dwayne was in his 30s wrestling. When did he read Black? Uh, That's what I said. Anyway, the other thing is, what do you? Maybe think he was about still a kid at heart. What do you? We all are. What do you think about the whole? I'm bringing DC because he kept saying this at the premiere. Looking into the camera, hey fans. Welcome home. I what I did at the end of this movie, this is for you. By you know, because he's restarting the entire DC cinematic universe with everybody knows by now, Henry Cavill and Superman. And I'm only, like, only the rock and James only, Gunn could do it. Only, only the rock could have pulled that off. And today James Gunn tweets a picture of uh Clark Kent at a typewriter saying, Oh, I have to work fast on this. Do you think they're gonna basically kind of Reboot forget, everything. Yeah, reboot. Forget about all that stuff that's happened for the last no, ten years. I think it's going to be a soft reboot. I think it's going to be a soft reboot. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lighter Superman, a more happier Superman. With yeah, a little well, that's color. the thing. You can you can do a soft reboot without negating uh, what came during the Snyder era, and I yeah. think that yeah. And also, by the way, uh, both the Rock and the director fought apparently because it was still the old regime. For that, uh, yeah. So I think it's okay for The Rock to claim credit for, hey, here's my gift to you. We yeah. know how great uh, Henry Cavill is a Superman. We insisted on it. And um, listen, I got, <laughs> I love Dwayne Johnson. I really respect him. The people that I know that have worked with him have mm. nothing but nice things and are like, the guy is incredibly kind. He's incredibly generous. He's a good team player. And mm -hmm. um, 
again, I hear what you're saying, Mitch, and it could have been a little bit better. I think a little bit. You obviously think a lot more, and I totally uh, respect that. But um, I think it was a good enough movie compared to a lot of the crap that DC has put out, mm. and uh, it's a it's a good step in the right direction. I agree. I so, totally agree. Is there a Black Adam two, and does he? Meet I think Shazam? there's no doubt. Oh, yeah. Does he meet if Shazam? Not a, if not, go ahead. Does he meet Shazam, or do they just forget the whole Shazam? Well, the Shazam movie's coming out, and this this was filmed previous to that or during that. So don't be surprised if something comes up in the Shazam movie. Yeah, I would. I would certainly hope that might be a surprise in Shazam too. But I mean, who the fuck knows? And again, um, I got to be honest. I'm. I don't like the extended Marvel family in modern day. All played by these, uh, you know, foster kids. Yeah, not a fan. You know, I, oh, I, oh, the Marvel. Yeah, it's spread, yeah. it spread out too much. You could have done, uh, and I, and I and I respect that, as opposed to being just three white kids the way the original right. Marvel family was. You could have had uh, people of color be Mary Marvel and and Freddie. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I I really I didn't like it in the first movie. I don't like what I've seen in the trailer. Yeah, but they're just following the, the John storyline. They are. I'm aware. But it, it weakens the character of Shazam mm-hmm. himself because oh, there's the guy who's fast, there's the girl who's smart, and there's it's like they take his whole anacronym and yeah. each one. I get it, they split him up, but it's like, well, you know, that's why he's unique because he's a combination of all these. You don't need six different people, that, but no. you know, well, I think Captain it's Marvel also to not be as strong as Superman, or uh, you know, because they yeah. they have the Superman in the in the in the. Oh, I don't know. That's just me thinking. Though. I hear you. Uh, Langley says my hope is uh, that it's a soft reboot, the way they're doing Daredevil and the Netflix shows. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, and doubt says James Gunn as co-president of DC Films gives me hope. I hope his sensibilities for Peacemaker and Suicide Squad get used more for the rest of the universe. I think that's a given. What and do you think so- about co-president, John? What do you think about that? Why, well, why not make him the whole thing? Why do they have him being creative and they got a bean counter? Because I think them? they have different skill sets. But exactly, okay. and you just said it for uh, us, Mitch, um, because I said well before the James Gunn announcement, why not give the franchise to Guggenheim? Because Mark Guggenheim has yeah, done yeah. ten years CW, yeah. of great CW shows, and Mark and I asked Mark directly, and I don't think I'm speaking out of school giving you Mark's answer, but yeah. he said they want a creative guy, but also someone that is a bean counter, and mm-hmm. I think that's what we're seeing in the combination of these two guys, and that's great, that's fine, I'm I'm okay with that. However, you come up with the equation, and I I mean I really don't know uh, the bean counting side of Kevin Feige, right. Uh, and wasn't John Berg with Jeff Johns the beam counter to Jeff Johns' creative officer of DC Universe when they were kind of running things in the DC film mm. universe? Mm. I don't know. So, um, yeah, and then uh, and, and Langley says exactly. Gunn and Saffron uh, work well with each other, and uh, Stanley says Black Adam was good fun, but The Rock could add more charisma to make it great. Well, again, I think. Black Adam is still acclimating himself to the modern world, and um, no, I, again, I, I I liked what he did. I I hear what you're saying, Mitch, and I and I see the ways it could have been more. I also think that they leaned on some special effects that felt like Marvel movies uh, when mm. somebody uh, disintegrates out of existence to go to dust. It's I I think a lot of average you know non DC Marvel haters or lovers are going to be like. 
Uh, yeah, did they do that in Endgame? Why are they copying Marvel? No, no. I, I just said to Ordway, who wrote this stuff, I said, when did uh, Shazam have the power to electrocute people and disintegrate people? He goes, they, they didn't ever did that. I was like, okay. Because he wiped out a whole army just by, you know, lightning right. bolt, like the Emperor right. or something, you know? So. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's Golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Uh, Langley says, and I agree with him, uh, although I think they've got that in Dave Filoni, he says, I actually think Star Wars needs a similar structure. Kennedy's yeah. not great on the creative end. Yeah, but I, I, as Dave Filoni, I think, exerts his creative control, I think we're seeing Star Wars Kevin Feige. Although, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but of course, you know, a year or two ago during the lockdown, there was word that Kevin Feige was going to dip his toe in the uh, Star Wars universe. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, here, here's a question. Rob Liefeld today says... How come, speaking of Superman and speaking of yeah. creative film, how come during the Jim Lee, Dan DiDio reign of the DC comic books, the paper, right? why did the flagship titles that were the big sellers in the 80s that we grew up with, the Teen Titans, the Justice League, Superman, why did they all suffer in sales and go down to where only Batman seems to be the only thing that's bringing in the money currently at DC? I have comics? an answer. That there's 15, but I'm just saying, I know it's Rob Liefeld. He's trying to be a little. No, I have an answer to up. Rob's question. Why? Because uh, the editorial edict, and I completely disagree with it, as opposed to the decades long idea of it's the legacy and family that makes DC's distinct from Marvel. Mm. All of a sudden, during when Bob Harris was editor in chief and Bobby Chase was his number two, the word was to writers and artists. Oh no no no! We're not family. All these—they're—they're they're all renegades. We're all badasses now. So that's why the Titans didn't remember being together. That's why uh, everyone in the Superman family hated each other. Supergirl resented Superman. Super, uh, Connell resented Superman and Supergirl. It mm -hmm. was stupid. It was stupid. It and that and that started the decline of all the titles. Yes. Because again, there, there was a really speaking speaking from inside because I worked on on the new fifty two with uh, the green team, which lasted a whole whopping seven issues. Um, the 
there was a lot that we couldn't do. There was a lot that like I wanted to do with that team. We knew that the title wasn't going to last long, but I wanted to do some specific things. And I wanted, you know, this group of teen uh, trillionaires to, you know, um, much like Elon Musk in, in buying Twitter and stuff like that was going to take over the tech that, that they didn't, un, they didn't have. So they were going to like, you know, I wanted them to dredge Gotham Bay for like an old Batmobile to kind of reverse engineer the tech. And they were like, no, 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 no. Can't do that. I'm like, well, that, there goes a whole storyline that I was actually building towards. So uh, there was a lot that we were told that we couldn't do. Can I do that? Why? Because they wanted no jumping on point. They didn't want it. They wanted to get. They wanted readers. every book to. They wanted every book to breathe on its own, and they wanted to not have the connectivity that the DC universe had for decades. That made it distinct, and, and that's that, why they're stupid and they fucking fail. And that so is why. Saying that. That is why we also talked about how Marvel is rebooting the Marvel milestones or masterworks because they're still reprinting. The 60s, Fantastic Four, the, the Avengers, Captain America, Spider-Man, and all new reader because it's part of history. It's like a history book. Right. You don't just pick it up when you go to school. Oh, here's what happened from 1990 on. No, they tell you all about the history because they still incorporate it. Where the yes. DC, they wouldn't know where to reprint that stuff because there have been so many reboots in the last 20 years. What's your jumping on point now? You well, don't have any what, of that. My suspicion is the new 52 era which ended with Jeff Johns's rebirth um, will not be looked back fondly and reprinted. Maybe, maybe some exceptions, but, but ultimately no, they cut off the connection to their legacy period. Even they rebooted the justice society in that earth Two book made them yeah. all young, made them all brand new heroes, supposedly. And it sucked. And, or at least it was its own thing. Maybe some people did like it and there were some interesting ideas, but the entire period, I'm like, I understand, but it was like, we're going to make everything fresh just to make it fresh uh, without really thinking about how these stories are involved. Christ, uh, in Superman, they had Lois expose his identity. Yeah. And it's like, no, wrong. You couldn't be more wrong. Well, this is new. Yeah. And it sucks shit. And that's why ultimately. Yeah, there, was, there was a lot, there was a lot yeah. wrong with the new 52. They, they had like a real oversight on everything and then when when the the stuff after the new 52 what the hell was the name of that line rebirth rebirth that's why rebirth did well in so many aspects that new 52 didn't because they're like oh hey um we should let the creators kind of (laughs) like you know spread their wings a little bit well that were also the best moment in that first reboot rebirth issue was wally coming out of the speed zone and Barry remembering him yeah. and that beautiful moment where he hugs him Big and he goes, how, yeah. how could I forget you? I have an answer mm-hmm. to Doubt's question as well. Uh, he says, why was it that John's Green Lantern book still used the same continuity for the New 52? Why was the only one allowed to do that then? Because GL was selling one. And so was Batman. And that's, yeah, that's why, why they, they had the least amount yeah. of impact from the, the hands movie. off. Yeah, I remember that. It's like all these books are not, these are not being affected by all the, the reboot and all that. But to go back to what Liefeld said, is it too late for them to try? They can't reboot never another universe. It's just never too start late. Start all over again and say, oh, "Hey, no, we're, don't we're do, go- you don't need to do that." No, 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 you don't need to. Because start. I, I was talking to Kevin McGuire, and he said, "Now that James Gunn is in the movies, yeah, now with his creativity and the way his mind works, 
he could see a Justice League International based on that 80s sure. version that sure. Matty is and Kevin uh, Keith Giffen did. He right. said Gunn gets it. He probably could make that work into a right. real movie that you'd go and enjoy, like the Guardians of the Galaxy. He could sure. make those characters. Up. But would that mean they bring him back into the books with that jokey flavor again? Or ha, ha. Yeah, blah, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah, there's room for both. I'm sorry. I don't, I, you know, I literally today uh, put out um, a reprint episode of Word Balloon from 2008, and it's when Fraction took over Iron Man right after yeah. the first movie came out. And it that's really where in the comics, Tony Stark in the comics resembled Robert Downey Jr. Yep. That's where it started. That's a good and, run. And yeah. yeah, it's a great run. It's a fantastic run. And, then, and I yeah. like going back and telling and re representing those episodes because you get into the heads of the creators and what they were thinking at the moment. And also it reminds you of some great runs of, of uh, books, both DC and Marvel. Um, but I, you don't need to uh, start from scratch again. No, that story. Everybody knows the Superman origin. Everybody knows the Batman origin. You don't have to show it again. Please. Well, that's don't. why we liked with the new Sony Spider-Man picture. We didn't have to see uh, Peter get bitten by the spider again. Yeah, they just, yeah, they just went into uh, it. They just yeah. went right into it. Right, right. Agreed. And it's, again, you, that's, yeah, you don't need it. We don't uh, need to see Bruce's parents get killed one more time. No, 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 no. I tell I you, think it it's is, fun when that happens. So. It, it is insane to go to a comic shop every Wednesday and look at the DC titles that come that week. And I swear, out of 15 or 16 books, nine of them are Batman or Batman related books. And I'm like, is that all they have nowadays? It's like, well, they're relying on the what sells. Yeah, and, I know. And thankfully, you got creators like Tom King that are doing, although I guess it's Batman adjacent, Gotham City Year One, but Batman will not be in that story. Or you've got um, <sighs> Danger Street starting up that has no Batman connection. And you got Human Target. That's a fantastic book. And uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. The, you're right. There are there are mostly Batman and Superman adjacent books, but also um, my example of no, you don't need to go back to square one is when Kevin Smith came on Green Arrow, and yeah. suddenly Green Arrow became an amazing book. And or Tom King on Vision, or Tom King on Mister Miracle. Um, you know Scott Snyder when he did I spoke uh, to Mitch Gerards this weekend. What's that? I spoke to Mitch Gerards this weekend. We saw him with. Uh, oh, that's yeah, great! I love yeah. Mitch. I'm, I I yeah. love Mitch. And Tom King said hello, by the way, John. My guy. Because I broke him off. He's like, why didn't I go back to Trificon? Didn't John tell you I loved it? I go, whatever. Walk away. Walk away. That's another story. Uh, oh, Dot says he really likes the, the Black Batman book uh, that John Ridley's doing. I agree with you. I mean, that's the thing. There are, there are interesting ideas in uh, future, uh, whatever it's called. Future something. I don't remember now. I was told there'd be no Future bad. state. Future state. Thank you. You see, yeah. I count on I count on Wayne's. Uh, well, no, no. I was just I was just trying to figure out which one you were talking about. That's the problem well, with uh, all these so uh, reboots. I'll tell you, Star yeah. Girl. Star Girl got canceled. Season three I'm, did. So I'm the only sad. show the only show left is Lois, Superman, and Lois. Right. Right. And uh, I'm assuming Peacemaker season two is coming eventually. Right. But yeah. so now that they don't have to worry so much about television at the moment. Does this give them more of a creative pool? To well, worry didn't about I read movies? Didn't I read about them just naming a new CW uh, president, uh, chief, and, yeah, I, and I, there's not a lot of DC that's involvement. What I, yeah. Exactly, Franco. Yes, it sounds like the CW is pulling away. Uh, well, you know, the CW is trying to be sold. 
Yeah, they, you told me that. They sold it to some guy who owns TV stations or something? Well, like that. As, I don't know if that's fully... I, I assumed. I, I know that, yes, uh, Nexstar that yeah. owns uh, WGN these days, uh, the, both the national, like Turner has TBS, uh, Nexstar has WGN National, and also the local Chicago affiliate. Um, so, yeah, I have a feeling that the CW is going to pull away from Warner Brothers, and that's fine. I do think as... Warner Brothers figures it out so far. There's a hot rumor that Universal is interested in buying Warner Brothers outright or all of the DC stuff. Wow. But would, you know, and again, Warner Brothers, or rather Universal, like Disney, is a big, giant conglomerate and might be able to afford taking it over. Um, while everything is in flux, I don't know. Oh, and in fact, Doubt says not only those shows you mentioned, but Doom Patrol's next season is coming. We're about to start uh, season four or five of Titans, and I hope that yeah. is going to be part of the mix of our conversations moving forward, guys, because was, Lex, Lex Luthor is... Hold on, Mitch. Lex yeah. Luthor is the bad guy in uh, in the new season of Titans, uh, and I am intrigued I gotta by that. i got to watch the old season of Titans first. Ah! Uh, no, it I've was been good. falling I was, behind. I was going to say, where's that Green Lantern series? Wasn't there supposed still to be coming. a Green Lantern? Still, still coming. On HBO, nope. though. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep. And, I mean, that's... Yeah, it sounds like HBO Max is, again, because of its financial position, picking and choosing what they'll put money behind. Yeah. But it also sounds like they're moving away from the kid programming and moving more into the adult programming. And the fact that they are moving forward with the next season of Doom Patrol. And uh, I'm I'm very bummed about Stargirl because I really think Stargirl has only gotten better. Mm. Uh, but at least they got three seasons, so that's all right. Uh-huh. Word Balloon is brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners, my producers, if you will, because they give me the funds to keep Word Balloon going via Patreon at patreon.com. If you uh, like the show and want to help out, it would be greatly appreciated. I'm not asking you to break the bank. Uh, Can you spare the price of a comic book a month? Even a dollar a month would really help me out and keep things going. You know, I've uh, expanded Word Balloon the last couple years uh, to be on almost daily podcast and provide a really great look into pop culture. And that is because I get great help from the League of Word Balloon listeners. Again, if you could help out, it would be greatly appreciated. Patreon.com slash Word Balloon. Thank you very much for your great support, the League of Word Balloon listeners. I, uh, by the way, that's, a, that's another thing, because I, I don't want us to wrap up uh, without talking about it, and that's the new Quantum Leap. Because as I was telling Mitch, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to be talking to Ben Rabb, great comic book writer and one of the writers on Quantum Leap. He also had his time in the Arrowverse. I'm looking forward to talking to him. And Mitch is like, wait a minute, I hear it's going to be canceled. Yeah. Now, again, and Mitch, I'm not, uh, forgive me, but what was your source on on hearing that? No, it was multiple articles that I started seeing popping up, and I don't know if it's oh. one of those hearsays, and they all started going through. But it's an expensive show. It's you know the ratings. Is it? I think it is. It's one. Of, how many special more than I can afford? NBC? They have NBC has the only sci-fi shows on network right now. The ABC right. has nothing. CBS right. has nothing. You're right. You just wonder how much more they're going to. They have that La Brea. They have Quantum Leap, and I think there's something else. I okay, but all the – as I – because I kind of did some hunting. Yeah. All the sites that I saw that were saying, oh, it's going to get canceled, <laughs> were speculative. They did not yeah. have any information. And on the side of what's going to happen with Quantum Leap, prior to those articles appearing, NBC announced that they added six episodes 
to the original 12 that they commission. Oh, so that's it. Do it's, yeah, it's done. Full season. And mm. the other thing, and we were talking about it earlier, that I noticed I'm ignoring you, Francis. Uh, that um, I did notice that. That uh, uh, despite it, how it's doing on the over the air NBC network, it's Peacock's number one show. And I do think that most of the networks that have ties to a streamer understand. Uh, and also, it's Monday Night Football season. Even though it's on ESPN, TV shows, even network shows, always do badly during football season on Monday nights mm. because but, a lot of people are watching the games. Go ahead, Franco. Look, look at – I was going to say you, you mentioned football, and Amazon is now showing football. There are – everything is so fragmented across so many platforms. Like, how do you know when they're going to drop a show or not? Like, you know, I, I – wholeheartedly believe in what Johnny said that that quantum leap is probably you know one of peacock's better shows um for streaming and not everybody is on over the over the airwaves anymore right and further the fact that they did extend the uh season to 18 they yeah. already made the announcement early uh either earlier this week or last week that not this week's episode but next week's episode the seventh is going to be the last new episode, and then it's going to go on hiatus for the winter months, come back in January, as a lot of shows do. And it will be interesting if they move it to another night and run it, uh, rerun the first mm -hmm. six or seven episodes. But, um, yeah, I I think a lot of the negative uh, reaction and lack of viewership is because people believed that Scott Bakula was not going to be part of the show. And he himself said on Instagram, I'm not part of the show. Then the show premiered, and all they do is talk about Sam Beckett. And you realize this is not a reboot. This mm -hmm. is a continuation. And one of the major plot points is, what happened to Dr. Beckett? We've got to find Dr. Beckett. And uh, I just believe that he was lying the way Andrew Garfield lied in Spider-Man No Way Home. No, I'm not in it. Bullshit. You're in it. And that was good acting. Yeah, it was. Hey, some of the best acting Andrew Garfield's ever done. But that said, I do think either um, at the end of episode 12 or uh, maybe at the end of episode 18 or right near the end, mm. Sam Beckett's going to pop up, and it's Scott Bakula. I do think that's a real big problem about people not knowing when something's on because Franco and I were talking to a friend of our name, Jason May, and we were talking about Quantum Leap over the uh, Baltimore Comic-Con, and the kid even said, oh, is that even on yet? And we looked, and we're like, yeah. it's been on already. He goes, he goes, when? my wife really wanted to watch it. I'm like, well, <laughs> he, he goes, and then Mitch, Mitch mentioned that he saw that article where it might be canceled. And he goes, oh, he goes, I was going to watch that. I'm like, you still can. There's like six or seven episodes out now. And he goes, there are? Yeah. <laughs> nope. People don't know where anything is anymore. They right. Really don't. Right. And, I, and honestly, man, uh, I, I won't deny that part of my belief is I love this show. This might be the best new show uh, for me. On, on TV this year. Is All right. It's very smart. Calm, in its calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Go ahead, Wayne. I wouldn't say it's the best, but I say it's very smart in the writing, and it, uh, you're intrigued by the storyline. Not just the, the A storyline of wherever um, ben, ben leaps into, but it's the B storyline with um, Al's daughter. What yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. And the other stuff, if you haven't watched any of it, like there's – it seems like there's two different stories, actually three different stories that are happening behind mm -hmm. 
And it's just trying to figure out who's going to take over at a certain point. Well, they'll, they'll eventually collide. All three stories yeah. will eventually collide. And all three stories are intriguing. And, and well, you could even say, I suppose, well, you got Ben's story. Yeah. You got Mission Control trying to find Ben and also why Ben is out there. You've got uh, Al's daughter's story. And I think there's another story on top of that. I agree. Based on the previous, uh, yeah. the, the Western uh, oh, episode, the, uh, the end of the Western uh, episode. The other Leaper. Yes, Leaper X. Leaper, yeah. Leaper, yeah, Leaper X. X. Like there's, yeah. it's just going all over the place. And, and I love it. I mean, it's yeah. not, but not hard to follow. No. But all of a sudden it's like, well, what about this? What about that? I, I've, I've pointed it out before in terms of their speculation and reviews of Star Trek. The YouTube channel, The Popcast, has a fantastic prediction of where Quantum Leap might be going. God, I hope they're right, because their theory is incredible, and it involves Scott Bakula, but even more so, it involves, and I love that, as opposed to calling him the evil Leaper, that it's now Leaper X. Um, no, I honestly, man, I'm talking to, I'm talking to Ben Ramp sometime after November 15th, so it'll be when the show is on hiatus. Um and Ben was like, I don't want it. To, he goes, I'm like, please do it live. And he goes, well, I don't want spoiler questions. I'm like, I control what people mm. see on screen. I, I can't be, uh, you know, responsible for what people say in the chat. But don't worry. I don't want you to spoil. And even though there are, of course, millions of people, what's going to happen next? It's like, watch the goddamn show. And then you'll find out what's going to happen next. Idiots. I'm sorry. It, it drives me insane. What's, well, well, tell us what's going to happen next. Well, we'd rather you watch it because then we can make more because people are actually watching as opposed to me telling you right now how it all ends. I think the show is kind of uh, genius <laughs> because like Wayne was saying, you have all these different storylines, but if you, if you don't follow those other storylines and you just follow the leap, those are interesting stories as well. Like the, the Halloween one was a lot of fun. It's a great episode. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and and doubt and I agree with doubt. Doubt says the difference that he sees to the new stuff in Sam and Al is the new show feels like a teen show as opposed to how Sam and Al just felt like a buddy story. Agreed. I loved when Gushy would show up and Tina mm -hmm. and everybody else at Quantum Leap Mission Control in the old show. They didn't do it enough. Yeah, this show does, and it gives agency to all those characters. I love the fact that Ernie Hudson is magic from the original show much older and he knows what's going on even the interaction they had with the congresswoman who's mm -hmm. you know helping funding and stuff uh like like Wayne said no there are there are very interesting storylines that are out there that I if they're smart and I hope they don't you know wait too long but it seems like they're giving us enough they're giving me enough breadcrumbs every week to keep it, me intrigued it, mm -hmm. it's like having an old x-men by Chris Claremont on TV with all the little subplots going forward and that you'll get some resolution, maybe 10 issues down the line. I don't know. Dad, I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the chat and doubt says, I'm curious why the team on the show bugged out over another leaper when there was a female leaper, Sam had years ago. Yeah. But I don't know beyond Al that uh, they know any of that stuff. Yeah. If they, again, because they were, they were so show infrequently on the new show. Um, so like like uh, you said, Doubt, I, I kind of think it really was more Alan Sam's story than it was Gushy and Tina and them knowing what was going on. I also don't understand why, and they seem to have abandoned it, uh, that when uh, Ben leaps into somebody, that that person isn't in the waiting room chamber to get information from 
the way it was in the original series. And I, that is that is a question I'm going to ask Ben, and and maybe I'll ask him off the air. And if it involves, well, we're going to explain that. You know, okay, fine. But yeah, again, as as an old as an old viewer, that's yeah, my my theory is maybe technology has gotten better, so that doesn't happen. But yeah, I'd be interested okay. to know that as well. Yeah, I don't know. That he just leaps in. It's the consciousness that leaps into it, into the body, as opposed to switching right the body. Right. Uh, Doubt says about this week's episode, that exorcism episode. Maybe we wish Dean Stockwell was still alive. He used to be hilarious on those old horror episodes. Absolutely. I mean, and th- but that's the great thing. And shame on me, I'm not remembering what uh, Ben's girlfriend's name is, his observer. Um, but I like their dynamic. It's not the same as uh, goofy Dean Stockwell in the best way and the comic relief that Dean Stockwell used to provide. But I do like their di- – Addison, thank you, Doubt. That's right. That's her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like it. God, I hope this is going to be good. And from the pilot on, I'm like, this show is exceptional. And I really love it. I really, really love it. That's why I talk yes. about it every week. So, Yes. So look forward to Ben Rapp coming on and uh, giving, giving us some Quantum Leap tidbits uh, sometime this month, later on this month. There you go. What else? Uh, I told you the IDW comic is great. Mm-hmm. Talking to Chris Cantwell on Friday about uh, Star Trek uh, Defiant, uh, and again we mentioned that the the, the classic uh, uh, original series and next gen movies are now on HBO Max at least for the time being. Mm-hmm. We'll see how many months that lasts. Um, you know, uh, interview with the vampire is not bad. I started okay. watching that. Oh yeah, I was going to watch that. Did and, we uh, er- did we ever talk about the She Hulk season finale? It's been the how many weeks has it been? I thought now? we did. I thought did we, we did on our last episode. Oh, I can't remember. What was last but, time but was yeah, it? no, again, I thought it was great. I'm looking uh, forward to the Guardians Christmas special. We yeah. have bacon. Yeah. That was hysterical. That's going to be I, fun. I, I love that Kevin Bacon shows up. <laughs> I finally saw Werewolf by Night. I thought it was terrific. That was finally. Cool. Yeah. Finally watched that one. That was good. So um, I, I, I really like that uh, Werewolf by Night. Um, yeah. Oh, I watched Tales of the Jedi. That was mm-hmm. good. Oh, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil. Don't spoil yet. Yeah, How is it? Uh, it's, I sat, watched them all, all six in one sitting because oh. they're only about twenty minutes each, and they, sure. it, it, it's not bad when you watch them all together. It's like two hours, two and a half hours, whatever it is. But yeah, again, a cartoon, but adult themes because you're okay. like a little kid is not going to want to watch this, but it fills in a lot of the. The history, the backstory of, of uh, the characters. That's great. Me. Bless you. Um, yeah. So compared to like Bad Batch or some of the other animated shows that we've gotten, Rebels, it's, it's just like it's more like Bad Batch and Clone Wars and stuff with Good. the animation style. Good. Uh, well, I don't care the, about the style. I mean story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the stories yeah. are all directly tied into the prequels and all that. So. Uh, Dan wants to know: Are they similar to the I Am Groot cartoon? No, 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 not at all. No, these are not goofy wacky stories like Jar Jar or anything. In fact, Jar Jar's not in them. But uh, no, they're good adult stories. We said no spoilers, Mitch. Oh, stop it. Langley says, I've been impressed by all the genre content out right now. She-Hulk and or uh, House of the Dragon, uh, Our yeah. Tales of the Jedi. I don't watch the House of the Dragon and the... Uh, I haven't done the, the, the Elves or the Dragons yet. Yeah. Have I. Yeah, yeah, honestly, guys, I don't know. I, as I, I get I'm, older, I care less about fantasy. And I'm more about science. No, I love not, fantasy. I just was uh, never a big Lord of the Rings. I watched them once, and that was it. I never went back and watched. House them of the anymore. Dragons took a while to sort of find its feet, and then it got good. 
with the the political maneuverings between the houses. Yeah, I I'm saw. Just, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I'm considering changing a couple of my streamers to get AMC Plus because it feels like AMC Plus is doing more genre dramas than mm. uh, some of the stuff I already have. But I'm oh, okay. No, I was gonna, I was going to drop Apple TV because I'm like, what's on it? Because Ted uh, Lasso's coming back. Yeah, yeah but when next year though? Yeah, but Mitch, have you watched For All Mankind? I did. Yeah, about the Mars mission. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching that. Yeah. Oh my god. I thought that was amazing. I, I think I one. think the drama was great. I I that is what I love about it is it's a great science fiction show, but mm. like The Martian, it's believable science. Yeah, fiction. it's got that technical like science yeah, factor real, and stuff. Hard yeah. astronaut, real tech yeah. that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. And I just love that it's the 90s and some of the technological advances that we enjoy now in the in the 2000s. Uh, because of the way things move differently mm. were available in the 90s. And I think that's fascinating to watch as much as the actual story and characters. And no, stuff. that's a good show. I'll give you that. But uh, Yeah, I, I agree want... with the Doubt and Langley. Avenue 5 is really funny. Okay. What, what is that on? Oh, is that on HBO? HBO Max. Yeah. HBO? Okay. I'm hearing good things. I should watch it. Oh, uh, what's up, Barbarian? Because uh, Mitch Gerard said that was a real... great things about. He Barbarian. said that's a yeah, good show. He goes, I, I I love it, but I should hate it. And I'm like, what does that mean? So. It's on. Well, I know it premiered on HBO this past Sunday. Yeah, so I would imagine it's on HBO Max. What is it about? I don't know. I haven't seen. I don't know. I didn't see. I haven't it. seen that one yet. All right, but I'm hearing good things. I watched The Watcher about those people that moved into a house and gave up after like five episodes. I'm like, we're good. Okay. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Carnavale, is that the guy? Oh, my yeah. wife watched it. That's based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. Out in Jersey, these people moved in and started getting letters, to, you know, get out of the house and I'm watching you. I'm okay. not a I'm not a horror fan. I mean a horror fan. No. Horror. I like horrors, but I don't You're like horror. You're a horse. There's, like I said, there's just so much stuff. Whenever I click on Netflix, it's like suggested for you. And there's, and I go to click on it, it's like one of 12 episodes. I go, I'm not. I can't watch another 12 episodes of something that I don't know anything about, you know? I don't know. Oh, I was, I was teasing Artie. Uh, I haven't watched them, but they sound intriguing from being kind of Tales of the Crypt like, but on HBO, Los Espookies. Uh, and that's what it's called. And it's you know both English and Hispanic uh, oh, language, oh. but yeah, I just love the title Los Espookies. I saw Jack Ryan's coming back season three. I'm that, that starts up. What a gr- man! I love that show. I yeah. love everything about that show. Fantastic yeah. show. That was well done. And Reacher's coming back next year. Oh, um, that's good. And man, that I like Reacher. That was a lot of I, lot of fun. The oh, Hawk from Titans. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Al God Richardson. damn, he's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, and he's a. And unlike it's going to be a terrific on. He is. He better show up this time. Yeah. Oh, I hope he does. I well, no, uh, he got stuck because that goddamn uh, what is that called? Fast and Furious, with that Vin Diesel went over production by two months and uh, screwed him up. Okay. What a nightmare um, that show is. But I I love that uh, he is the way Jack Reacher is portrayed in the books. Yeah. I like Tom Cruise. I have no no gripes as far as Tom Cruise the actor goes. Yeah, and, but he's just you know it's Tom Cruise. It's a little short guy playing basketball tall Jack Reacher, whereas mm-hmm. Hawk, you know, is really it's like no, that's Jack Reacher. That's that's who should be Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. So you know, I warmed up. I finally, I literally for years I've been watching parts of 
the uh, Spencer movie that Mark Wahlberg made. Oh, Confidential, Spencer yes. Confidential. Because yeah. Watson really loved it, and Walter and I have always agreed about the Spencer books. Yeah, and he's like, he goes because I'm like, yeah, but Walter, you know, Mark Wahlberg's too cute to be Spencer, and he's too right. young. Right. You know, for me, uh, obviously, Robert Yurick was perfect as Spencer, but also if I were to cast, even though he was Mike Hammer, Stacy Keach reminds Stacey me Keach of would have been good, Spencer. yeah, because yeah, he reminds me of Robert Parker, and I really feel like. Robert Parker was channeling himself when he was writing Spencer. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, I hear what you're saying. Treat it as its own thing. Yeah. It's right. And I'm, and I'm warming up to it as I watch it. You know what? I really love Stacy Keachin was that show Titus. Sure. Oh, I, I love that. Yes, I love that show. Yes. I love that funny. show. He was also really good in the boxing FX show that only lasted one season. It was called lights out. And just like Titus, he played the main character's father. And also his trainer, the box. It was a it was a heavyweight champion who who retired after he had a really tight close fight, yeah. and suddenly discovers he's lost all his money and decides to go back in the ring and stuff. And uh, no, Stacy Keach is he's just amazing. He's an incredible actor. He's also a great Twilight Zone narrator on the radio adaptation oh. of, the, of the original Twilight Zone uh, shows. So, What's that on Audible? Radio syndication. You can oh, even okay. Find you can even find – although I will say they take the half-hour scripts. They pad them out to be what would have been uh, a commercial hour, so it's mm. around 40 or 45 minutes, and the padding really hurts. And also, oh, really? like, they really take advantage – they use the original uh, music from The Twilight Zone, and, like, literally, it's like, all right, that was like a 15-second music transition. That's a really long time. Just get to the next scene already. Yeah. And it was because they really slowed the pace down to fit an hour with these half-hour shows. And it's like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Stallone's, so. Stallone's got some new show coming on. It's supposed to I be am good. excited for that show. Tulsa something. Yeah, Tulsa on Heat Paramount. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Paramount, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where he's like a mobster that moves to Tulsa and yep. tries to bring kind of New York mob sensibility to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm yep. for it. Tulsa King. Yeah, Tulsa, Tulsa King. King. That's it. Yep. And then uh, Harrison Ford's prequel to Yellowstone comes out soon. I saw. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I've never Daniel's watched Yellowstone. So. They announced Daniel Craig to be Balder. And Dow, you beat me to it. Dow wanted to know if we saw Stallone's superhuman film. Yeah. It's, I don't remember the name of it, but it's on Amazon. Uh, it's the Sentinel or something like that. Yeah. Like it, was, that. it was okay. It, yeah. It was fun. It was fun. It's low budget, but it was yeah. fun. Definitely no, like a, a, a European movie. It looked like it was made like in Croatia or somewhere Prague or something like that. It's like, Maybe. What it was? yeah. But I liked it. I well, like, I, like I was saying, uh, Daniel Craig was announced as Balder the Brave. Where? Uh, I think it was no, no but, but they're making another Thor movie? Well, no, he's going to be in the Marvel series. He's going to get a series. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. Yeah. God, I finally finished Love and Thunder. Eh. Yeah. Samaritan. Like, Thank you, Ed. That's the name of the Stallone. Samaritan. Movie. Okay. All yep. Right. Yep. Did Thank you like you, that Greek? Did you like that Greek accent that Russell Crowe did? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I'm a Mario. Let Greek or, or Italian? What was? Oh, what was it, it, it was bad. It was a bad Italian accent. Is what it was. I'm a going on these. I love uh, Gilbert Gottfried used to do. What if uh, Chico Marx? Were uh, was the uh, hotel manager in Psycho, yeah. and it's like, and and he'd say like Janet Lee, "Is there a room for rent?" And he'd go, 
Yeah, we got a lot of ropes. <laughs> and just that Kiko Mark sort of went. Yeah, sure, lady. We got a lot of ropes. So you know, you th- what did you think of the movie? It was over the top? Which? Thor. Love and Thunder. Yeah, it was over the top. It was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care. I just didn't yeah. care. Yeah. And that's a shame because I like Taika Waititi as a filmmaker. And I've loved. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I like Dark World uh, enough. I liked the first movie enough. Ragnarok, Ragnarok was amazing. Yeah. Everything that they've done with Thor and the Avengers movies are great. So I really was looking forward to Love and Thunder. It was all right. Uh, there is one clip of behind the scenes footage I watched, like the making of it, that's on Disney Plus, and you could see where it goes off the rails. Uh, Chris Helms is like working out, and he goes, "I got this great idea for a scene," and he runs over to Taika, who's like sitting there looking at his iPad, and he, he's got earphones. He's like, "What's up?" He's like, I think we should have Thor do this or this or that. And Tyke goes, yeah, whatever. And just goes back to work. I go, he's thinking, the check cleared. It's cash. It's in the bank. Whatever the hell you want, Chris. Don't worry about it. We'll do whatever you want. And then you can see it's going off the rails right there. It's like, oh, no. Nobody's in charge right now. It's just a lot of money. Doubt says, uh, Tyke's hit or miss for him. I tried. Our flag means death. And just tagged out after the pilot. I liked liked it a lot. That's what I figured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. If you give it a couple of episodes and then get to the end, you might change your mind because I pirate. Because yeah. at the beginning, at the beginning, I was, I was on, I was on the fence about it. But then, as it went along, I'm like, this is, this is actually really good. Langley mm. agrees with you, and I, uh, I felt like, uh, oh, I, I was going to say, the uh, I've heard people who say, well, if you like Andor, you really got to watch the Expanse. Because of oh. the sci-fi politics in the Expanse, and yeah, I keep meaning to make more time. The Expanse moves faster. <laughs> Does it? Oh, okay. oh God, yes. Okay. Good. It moves faster than Andor. You'll be uh, Mitch. Right. You'll you'll enjoy it. Is that over the Expanse, or is it still going? Is that? Like- I, I believe it's. Over. I think it's over. Uh, it's the Expanse. It keeps going. No, but it's like three seasons. I think six. Uh, six. Six. Wow. Well. Whatever. It's like so, The Walking Dead's coming to an end, but we've got six other shows coming on after, so it's not really coming to well, an they end. Well, they got to beat the dead horse because, yeah, Robert has left AMC and is now, you know, working with Amazon. And, mm. uh, you know, they still they, they they still have Walking Dead so they can keep, uh, you know, Tales of the Walking Dead and all oh, the yeah. other shows they're doing. Oh, yeah. So, um, Doubt says the Expanse was great. I still wish they'd get to adapt those last books one day. Yeah, that's the other thing, obviously. It's like, well, if you like the series, you'll love the books even more. So, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll get to it, I promise. So, hey, right, you, how, was, how was Fletch, by the way? I haven't seen it yet. Still haven't watched it. Still haven't seen it yet. Okay. No, because I, um, I... I figure it's going to be on Amazon Prime soon, so I'm not going to spend the $20 to, to well, watch like, it. You yeah. know, guys, like I said, I, I, bought, I went uh, the Thursday that Black Adam dropped. And between the ticket and I went hungry and thirsty like a moron, and also it's not war- it's not cold enough yet to have a Harpo Marx coat where I could hide food and drinks in my coat. Um, I spent thirty bucks on one ticket, and I'm like, well, I may as well rent or buy yeah. Fletch on streaming for twenty bucks. And I haven't done it yet uh, because it just got you know kind of depending on who you talk to, they either liked it or it was just okay. Yeah, and like you said, Mitch, you know, I'm going to wait for it on streaming. Christ. A lot of the new movies, first of all, when I looked at the marquee at Black Adam of the other movies, 
Don't want to see it. 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 Yeah, they were all horror movies or something like that, weren't well, they? And horror, not only horror movies, but horrible movies or movies George. that just weren't weren't worth the spectacle. Okay, okay, Siskel or Ebert. No, or, <laughs> well, or, or I can buy that, but because of my weight, let's be honest, I am the George uh, Clooney. Uh, the George Clooney movie opened up with Julia Roberts. Yeah, that's I don't. Like, yeah, yeah, that's something you that. wait. You wait for that to come on stream, right? You need to see that on a big screen. Uh, yeah. there, are, there are even more trailers that I saw this week. I'm like, do we need to see that on a big screen? And my answer is no. No. You know, so that's the problem. Um, Ed says, I think Thor was missing Loki, uh, Tom Hiddleston, or Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk to play off of and cut through the over-the-top top melodrama and force comedy with a different tone. Yeah, I think there's part of that. Mm-hmm. I also think, um, I, I mean, yeah, the, even going back to Jane, um, I didn't mind it, but uh, there there just should have been other things that interested me, yeah. and they just didn't. And I like Taiki Waititi as uh, Doubt says. Joe Jojo Rabbit was good, and Ragnarok oh, was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Jojo you know. Rabbit's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Franco, you wanted to mention that obviously you finally saw the Discovery trailer and uh, the Picard trailer. Yes, I did. Um, Discovery looks like it's going to suck, ah. uh, and the, and they didn't tell us anything. Anything. Uh, and Picard looks interesting just because um, Worf is a pacifist, which uh, intrigues the hell out of me. Sure. Uh, and, I, and I like it. And uh, that, that ending zinger with lore was, was fun, too. That's all I got to say. I well, like I the Moriarty's ending. Too. Yes. Yeah, with Moriarty. Moriarty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said... Um, Terry Metalis has been saying all the right things in interviews. Uh, Gates McFadden made me feel better, but she would have made me feel better if she just asked me which way to the bathroom because I was just happy to talk to Gates McFadden for a few minutes. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I Like I said, it sounds like it sounds like there's a, a cool plan mm. and that they finally convinced Patrick Stewart, you know, this is why it would be good to have the rest of the cast there. So we'll see. But, yeah. uh yeah, any, just, word, any word when Stranger Worlds comes back? No, no. Uh, no. It's the only um, one I want to see. No, I hear you. Well, again, it was weird that we didn't get a start date for Discovery uh, because obviously we're in Prodigy now. That'll take us till the, to the end of the year. Mm. Um, uh, and they announced Picard for February. February. So, yeah, I, I maybe they're going to maybe Jan- they're going to take a break January and come back with Picard. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, you know, prior to the cartoon starting up, Strange New Worlds just wrapped up. And I know mm-hmm. they're, they, they obviously are already filming the next season. But, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it before fall at the earliest and maybe not even till next winter at the earliest. I don't know. That's the problem with the streamers, man. They come out. Everybody has a good response. Are we going to get more? Yeah, but it's going to take us a year and a half to make it. Oh, all right. You know, it's like, all right. And that's why sometimes I don't like to finish a show because I want to have something to watch. Like I was like that with Sherlock. The, a lot of the middle episodes of the seasons of Sherlock, which were standalones, I wouldn't watch them during the current season because I didn't want to wait a year and a half to watch more Sherlock. So. Well, Sherlock Holmes, uh, what is that? The, the, the sister comes out next week, I think, the Netflix movie. With Henry Cavill, no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was yeah, interesting. Yeah. I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and he's off that Witcher show now that he got replaced by uh, Hemsworth's yeah, the brother. Thor, Thor's yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So is that because he's going to go film a Superman movie? That's why yes. they're like clearing the decks? Uh, right. yes. Doubt, Doubt says that uh, they released a teaser clip for season two on the last Ready Room oh. uh, for Strange New Worlds. Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't watched that at Ready Room yet. You know what's great? <laughs> no, we don't. Shut up. Uh, and uh, and I can tell you, I didn't want to know any news on For All Mankind Season 4. All I know is it's definitely happening. And uh, again... Uh, no, Apple very quietly has several, not just Ted Lasso and For All Mankind. Uh, the Morning Show is a very good show. Yep. There's, a, there's a lot of strong shows on Apple, and, and not as much as everything else, but what they lack in qu quantity, they, they make up for mm -hmm. it in quality. Severance got season two coming, if you're you watching go. that. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's Apple. So, yeah, that's and like Lee agrees with you. Severance is amazing. And, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, like he says, <laughs> which one is Severance again? Severance is uh, Adam. Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, oh, uh, Adam, he was on the office, Black, Adam Black or something, right? Right, the, the Ben Stiller one, right? Michael Black, yes, yes. No, it's not yeah. Michael Ian Black, it's Adam something, yeah, not Driver. That's the singer. Uh, I can't remember his name, Adam Silva. Uh, Adam Scott, thank you, Langley. Good job, close enough, close enough, and uh, and Langley says. Cavill getting replaced for for Hemsworth is like trading vanilla ice cream for stale cottage cheese. Yeah. And it says large curd four percent. Thank you, thank you. All available in your dairy se uh, section. And Everybody's a comedian. Everybody's funny. And Dowd agrees as far as uh, Ready Room. He says Wayne is painful to listen to, but yep. I checked through to see the interviews and any clips they show. Now I'm with you, Dowd. I just didn't know. I should have known because with Prodigy back, of course, the Ready Room is back finally. So. Yeah, it's so great. He's trying I to be. He's, tr he's trying to be Chris Hardwick. That's he's trying to be like the uh, yes, Talking Dead yes, one hundred percent. And and it got even um, the guy who used to work with Hardwick, uh, Matt Myra. Yeah, and he originally did the Ready Room, but he just has a different personality, and he was trying to rah rah, and it's just like yeah, just you know. Yeah, you but get, Matt Matt Myra's a comedian though, so he can he has a personality. Yeah, so. but it was it is. His ready room wasn't uh, better either. Yeah, I agree with Wayne. Wayne shaking his head no. Yeah, it just didn't work. No. Uh, I don't, again, it's what are you gonna do? It is. Yeah, we got do. that ready room up here. We did not get the other ones. Oh, uh, well, remember what, on YouTube if you want to watch it. Remember when Mark Altman used to host the Sci-Fi Channel uh, so, that was like Entertainment Tonight, but it was Sci-Fi yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then he was replaced by Robert Lodge. Yes, Robert yes. Lodge. Yeah. And then ah. Chase. Chase Masterson used to be on that show. Yes, too. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, yeah, those were yeah, the nineties, you know. Yeah, the nineties, yeah. With, uh, the, blue, with the blue screen. Yeah. And Wayne, what was that Canadian show with the kids where they talked about uh comic books and stuff? The kids oh G4? Well, Prisoners of Gravity? Not Prisoners no. of Gravity it was after that. It was late nineties. Um uh, oh you know what I'm talking about. There was ink. But that was, was the that was the lead singer from the Headstones. It the lead was, singer from the Headstones actually had a, a comic show. Yeah, a comic show where he did interviews and everything, and went through the history it of comics. A Canadian thing. It yeah, was a Canadian, Canadian thing. thing. <laughs> hey, every now and then, every now and then, God bless the Canadians. Oh yes, and uh, thank you, Wayne. Uh, hold it up. It was there. inked. Yeah, it was actually called inked. It was on um, IFC for you U.S. guys. But yeah, we got it up here. And it's the lead singer from the Headstones, Keep uh, Canadian band. 
Um, Mitch, he was also Mitch, in Flashpoint. If you watch Flashpoint, we don't care. Okay. What the hell's the headstones? What the headstones? I am going to give it up to Wayne for for sending us all incredible communicators that are so perfect. Uh, they are amazing. And watch me use my technology. Look at that. That's, Look at that. Come on. Look at how that come just on. opened up like that. And amazing. Push, push a button to hear uh, whose voices we could hear. Oh, I haven't charged mine. <laughs> Mine's not charged either. I was away for a while. I was playing with it. But you could hear, you know, Enterprise, Kirk here, and some various other uh, characters. And, and we can Bluetooth uh, it to our phone. Mitch and I, I were talking here's, to each other. Here's a little charging. Look at that. Oh, yeah. No, it's awesome. It's fantastic. Can't thank you enough, man. What do we have for him, Johnny? Exactly. Look at, Look at my sister gave me. Oh, Ooh. stand by. Stand Leonard by. Nimoy. Oh, Still laying on, Nimoy. Letter Nimoy. Letter S. Wow. What's the drawing on the bottom? Is that a plaque? Yeah. Four That's nice. I know. You know what's so funny? She, uh, A friend of hers said, oh, your brother likes Star Trek, right? I got a Patrick Stewart, Leonard Nimoy, and Majel Barrett like autograph plaque. You want them? I'm like, oh, yeah. And my wife goes, yeah. what are we doing with that? I go, don't worry about it, honey. It's down. It's our retirement, honey. This is our retirement right here. No, <laughs> no. It's a whole not. 30 bucks. <laughs> if it's made to be a collectible, ironically, it's not I know. I know. And I yeah, know. I know. I realize you know that. But I was watching uh, Pawn Stars. Oh, yeah. They had a new episode, and they had something. And Corey said it. And it's like, yeah, it's true. It's sadly true. God, I, I mean, well before all the nerd uh, memorabilia like that, I went through that with sports in the 90s and being on sports radio. And it's like, yeah. uh, I don't know how to break it to you, but that eight ninety nine thing you bought, yeah. it's worth eight ninety nine, And it's never going to be worth more. This is that. from 1991, uh, tw one of 2,500 Leonard I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. And, and maybe because of the autograph, it might be, I don't, you know, again, I don't know what the lady paid for it, the lady. It's, it's worth to me. Right. Oh, no. That's the thing. It's like, no, and I used to say this about sports. It's like, if you love Willie Mays yeah. and you got a collectible with Willie Mays' autograph, yeah. enjoy it for what it is. It is not an investment in your kid's college future fund. It's just not. I'm sorry. I don't know how to break it to you. But, yeah, you know, what are you going to well, do? Apparently, there's uh, there's some breaking news here. Uh-oh. That uh, the Sandman has been renewed for uh, season two. Wow! Yeah, I um, actually wow. that was uh, trying to get us to talk about that, and yeah, that's great. On Netflix, I, I loved, I loved the first season. Loved, loved, loved it. Sure. No, they know what they're doing. That that's good to hear. So I'm for it. Oh, and Wonder Man got cast on Marvel. I uh, saw that as well. I don't and, know the actor, cool. but I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I never heard of the right of the actor either. But <laughs> you it's guys are nerds. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. It was a. It, it was a of nerds. Uh, it was that's, a black that's, actor. That's, that's I didn't know his uh, shelves there, as he uh, calls us nerds. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah don't don't yeah, look yeah. at anything on my shelves, please. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, let me see here, uh, Franco. Huh? You just held up your communicator. Nerd. Regrettable superheroes. Oh, let's see. <laughs> Indeed, I love that book. Those are fun. I know. Um. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that Langley, the guy who's playing Wonder Man, was Doctor Manhattan from the Watchmen show. Oh, okay. I know who it is now. Yeah, I it was like I don't I don't know. I don't. Um, and yes, uh, I'm doubt by the way, or who who uh, had it? Ed had it. Uh, the the Canadian comic book show is trying to anti gravity room. room. Anti gravity room, indeed. 
Yeah, that guy wasn't on the headstone. It, it was three kids. It was a it was a girl and two guys. And I remember they interviewed Mike Carlin about the Superman books. And he used to be on Sci-Fi Channel, anti-gravity. Oh, speaking of which. Oh, and I, I didn't know. Langley says uh, he was also uh, Black Manta. Oh, it's the same guy? Yes. There you go. I could have got that guy for Trificon. God damn it. Hey, well, next, now you real gotta get quick, him. real quick. Sure. I know you're the man who interviews everybody, but I got to plug this. David Armstrong. If you've never heard of David Armstrong, he's like a, a comic book historian type of guy. Uh, he just put up on YouTube amazing production quality videos of John Ramita Sr., John Buscema, uh, Joe Giella, uh, Marie Severin, all these great legendary comic book creators. He interviewed them in the early 2000s as part of a project because they were getting up there in age. Sure. And he said, I don't want to lose all these great sure. stories. They're like 45 minutes to an hour long interviews with the, the legends of the comic industry uh, and Erwin Hazen's on it and all that stuff. I met him at Baltimore. He was in Chaikin's booth. He's a Connecticut guy. We started going back and forth about the similar people, but there are, um, if you get a chance, just go on YouTube. Uh, just like look John Romita interview and you'll start to see there's like 30 of them. And oh, they're, wow. So they're, they're just they're, yeah, on YouTube? Yeah. They're, he just uploaded them like two weeks ago. He's oh, had them so forever. And he converted them to you know whatever 4K or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. they're they're great. They, they they look great. But to hear John Buscema talking about working with Jack Kirby and and Joe Manili teaching uh, John Romita Senior how to draw, and it's just it's you know like history oh, of comics. That's oh, great yeah. to hear. Yeah, I put a couple oh, up on the Trificon page, but yeah, de definitely check them out. Um, that's excellent, man. A lot of that's history here. Larry uh, from Moondog Comics. Which was a big chain here in Chicago. Yeah, uh, started re-releasing his audios. He had a local radio station Saturday morning show where he interviewed a lot of people, and among the people he interviewed was Vince Sullivan, who was part of the original group that created the first issue of Action Comics, and very, very involved with Siegel and Schuster with the the formative early years of Superman. Um, and he had a lot of great classic interviews that he did. With people like Erwin uh, Hasten and and Ramita Senior and and everybody else, so no, I love that that stuff is out there now, and I'm all for it. So yeah, I think that's great. Uh, the page is called Comic Book Historians on YouTube. I just looked it up. I will check it out. CBH Comic Book Historians sounds good. All, all right, players, right. we're at we're at uh, almost uh, uh, we're at an hour and fifty, so we could wrap. We went on for an hour, 45 minutes too long. Well, we were, we were on for a week, so we needed to uh, catch up and everything. But I hope uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the chat. And uh, we'll be back hopefully next week with uh, new episodes of Prodigy and Quantum Leap. and uh, Black and, Panther uh, review with Namor. There you go. And, uh, yeah, Wakanda Forever coming on November 10th. 11. Or 10th. 11th. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll, we may or may not have seen that by the time of our next episode. But uh, here, I'm just checking anybody else. Uh, Langley, thank you again. And uh, Doubt, good night, everybody. He's uh, he's Bob Hope for us. So thank you. Uh, but yeah, catch us next time on the uh, next all you uh, all yeah Trek watch. Take it easy. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>